Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hi everybody, Harry Carey here. We've got a great show lined up for you. This is Dirt and Sprague. I once took a pair of binoculars and stared at the sun for over an hour. Why would you do that? Curiosity, I guess. Heck, I'm curious like a cat. I have a couple of friends that call me Whiskers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Hey, now kid, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. Yes, that's true, Harry. But... But what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? And Brandon Sprague. I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. And then, then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. We love to hear the story again and again. Hey, let's do this. Final hour, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Got a lot to get to here in the final hour. 99.5 HT2, the Odyssey app. One happy fan base, one sad fan base. We got happy tissues and sad tissues out there. Such is life in rivalry games. Yes. Oregon State claims it. Yep. Second win in three years. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Somebody's like, oh, congratulations on your <laughs> third win in 18. And I'm like, I actually look at more as like two of the last three. <laughs> a recruiting class of Oregon has lost two of the last three years they've been at Oregon. Was there a DB at Oregon that tweeted about the defense this week, or was that only a last week thing? Uh, that was a last week thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no tweeting about how we can't stop the run, even though the team can't throw the football? No. Okay. Hey, we've moved on, okay? okay? We're changing the subject. Okay. All right? You're right. Like, two hours wasn't enough for you, <laughs> you bastard. I could have gone harder, and I didn't. I always hold back a little bit, but uh, God, it felt great. It, it felt amazing, Bob. I hate all of you, Yeah, but you I still love you. Yeah, I know. Uh, Washington put 51 points up on the board on Wazoo in Pullman, outscoring them 16 and nothing. And I turned this game off too. It was late. Yeah. I was tired. I wanted to go to bed. When they, I think Washington State had a possession late where they needed to pick something up or needed to get a stop. And I was like, all right, this game's over. They're not going to win. Washington added a, a late score, and they they get some redemption. They were not happy. The Cougs went into Seattle last year, and they planted the flag in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, Washington scored a touchdown with 57 seconds remaining in the game. And uh, there's 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 your ball game. Fifty one thirty three. Huskies finished ten and two. I was fighting like hell to stay awake for this game, not because I thought the game was boring, but I'm old and washed. 
and I'm watching on my iPad in my bed, and it's 44-33. The Huskies ran the ball. It was like two minutes and some change, and I'm like, yeah, this game's over. Turn the iPad off. I wake up, and delightfully, the Huskies scored another touchdown. <laughs> Unbelievable year. I don't know how – I don't know how he did it. Uh, I, I couldn't have been more wrong on a take of a player than Michael Penix Jr., I mean, where do you even start with you, Dub? I mean, I know the recruiting is kind of a big deal, right? When, especially in the off season, and he's not getting the recruits of some of these other programs. Mm-hmm. One, I don't know if that's going to ultimately be be a problem. For the same reasons, Jonathan Smith is succeeding. Kalen might be of the same similar nature. You get three and fours, not so much four and fives. You can still be really damn good. Well, also the transfer portals there the, too. The portal has I mean, it's changed things for everybody now, and and DeBoer has already positively identified the portal in a big, big way. They don't play a lot of great defense, but man, they have such an attack. I just I didn't see ten and two coming. And Washington State fan, I think you also had a really good year. I know it's you want to win that game. You don't like losing at home. I love the tradition of planting flags in other stadiums now. I love that everybody's doing that. Now, did you see what the Cougars did though? To the response of the Washington flag? After the game was over, they knew there would be some celebrations on the field. They sent security guards out to the center logo and lined them up with a rope around the center logo so nobody could plant a flag. Oh, that's a that is a it. That's a little bitch move. You can't, yeah. you can't go into their stadium and plant the flag and then keep them. They're going to do the same. Let them do it. To the victor go the spoils. I hate losing rivalry games. I haven't had to experience it much over the last 20 years. doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. It sucks, but when you lose one, you let the other team celebrate. You, uh, if, I'm a, if I'm a booster of substance at Washington, I am calling somebody pre that game, and I'm saying if you win, I want that flag plan. And if they legally try to stop you, you're football players. Bench press their ass out of the way. <laughs> Move them out of the and way. And I will pay for any legal ramifications that come. I want to see the UW flag at the middle of that Cougar field. Um, Washington State's a good team. Washington is very, very good. Mm-hmm. And, Dirt, I, I don't know how this whole playoff thing is going to shake out, but if USC takes care of business and TCU takes care of business and Georgia takes care of business and Michigan does – I think UW's got a great shot. In fact, I would pick them to beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. I I think Ohio State's beatable. Their secondary's a sieve. CJ play, and that's a monster game for that program. Husky fans are going to easily shell out money and go to the Rose Bowl because it's something they haven't seen in a, in a while now. And so I just I don't know what else you can say about it. It he is now changing. I think the landscape. This conference is really interesting. The next couple years where I know USC-UCLA will still be in this next year, so you got that. Oregon with Lanning, I don't think they're going to go anywhere negatively. He's going to recruit and bring in guys, and he's going to work his ass off. Smith at Oregon State now. Dickert at Washington State's a good program. Utah's not going anywhere. It's a fun conference right now, and Kalen DeBoer stepping up and having this season. I know Duck fan doesn't feel this way, and Beaver fan didn't want to lose that game. It's a delightful surprise just from a conference standpoint of for sure. Washington is. is maybe back to being kind of this. It, it was, honestly, the, the biggest takeaway I had watching that game was what a bummer that this isn't going to exist in two years. Because the like if you take a step back and look at the Pac-12 this year, the SEC will always get the nod, and the SEC is the best conference, right? Like what Georgia did to Oregon, Florida beat Utah. Utah's in the Pac-12 title game. They lost to a 7-5. and five. I don't even know what Florida finished. They weren't very good this year. You lost that game. Could have won it, but you lost that game. So the SEC will always have the argument. After the SEC, the Pac-12 is easily the second-best conference in college football. Yeah. The ACC is dog-ass. Yep. The Big Ten has two teams, and that is it. And Ohio State just got you know shredded by one of them. Penn State's a fraud. They have been all year. And I think the second-best team in that 
Big Ten dirt. I think on any day the best team in the conferences in the Pac-12, if they're all healthy, I think they can beat Ohio State personally. And maybe that's the case. I don't, I know I'm, I'm not quite there with you I, on I that. know. I'm, I'm a Pac-12 I'm, I'm well aware. I mean, I remember Ohio State having half their roster sit out last year in the Rose Bowl and still beating the Pac-12 champion that's not, Utah. That's last year, dirt. I, I know. That was last year. Let's talk about uh, this year. <laughs> so, I, but I think outside, I mean, there may be more elite at the top if you want to argue Michigan-Ohio State. Outside of that as a conference as a whole, the Pac-12 is better than the Big Ten. The Big Ten's a joke after those two teams. The Big 12 is fine. It's kind of a Pac-12 light version this year where there's some fun, entertaining football being played. That was my takeaway is what you just mentioned. A lot of programs in this conference feel really good about where they're at. We'll get to one key departure here coming up in a moment because David Shaw's leaving Stanford. Wow. Um, but I mean, to your point, all four Northwest schools, you feel good about your coach. Whittingham at Utah is one of the best, most underrated coaches in the country. Chip finally put it together. I know their season didn't end the way they wanted to, but to go 9-3, and three, like that's a, UCLA's been irrelevant for 30 years. That's a good year for UCLA football. Lincoln Riley, it speaks for itself at USC. Like The conference feels good. And I was going through this over the weekend, man. If you take a step back and look all the way back to week one, has there been a conference that has played a more entertaining brand of football than the Pac-12? Like, think about all the great games in this conference this year, going to non-conference and some of the crazy, like Oregon State, Fresno State's a game we forget about. That was a great game. Utah, Florida, as I mentioned, was a great game. Hell, Oregon fans, you had heartbreak in two of your last three games. The last three games on your schedule were all-time classics. Yeah. That Washington game was incredible, if, unless you were a Duck fan and had to watch the loss. The Utah game, you had a quarterback on one leg, came down to the final plays mm-hmm. of the game. Oregon State, Oregon is this crazy comeback of the ages, like an all-time civil war. Yep. You had Washington AS. U was a bananas game. Oregon State USC was a crazy game. UCLA USC was a crazy game. Like Utah USC was nuts. Like there were so many great games for the conference. This was a great year. And my my takeaway was not to be the the you know sad trombone sound or the you know on a Monday, but God, it just sucks that this isn't going to be around for more than one more year. Yeah, it, it does. But I I don't want to lose sight of what we what we're talking about here. I'm now wondering in my head for all the what does Oregon State do from here going out? What does Dan Lanning do to replace Kenny Dillingham? Mm-hmm. What about Washington? I, I, I just, I'm fascinated by it because if this is the offense, obviously he needs to shore up the defense to be even more than 10 and 2. They give a legit defense. Maybe, maybe the dogs are barking on an 11 and 1 level, but you got to find that next because if Penix can leave for the NFL, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. The he year he had. He's had a fantastic year. You, nothing to prove. You have nothing to prove. You, you cannot play better than what he did. And he gave himself a lot of money earned, I thought, from what the season is. Him and Bo Nix are the same. There's nothing. I mean, they had great years, resurgent years. There's n- n- nothing else that you could show. But I would also trust DeBoer to either find guy in the portal or just have a kid ready to play. And that system, I still got the Heward kid. Jen Cohen really found a gem there. Uh, after pivoting from the, the Jimmy Lake disaster season, I don't even think a UW fan being on true serum would tell you they saw 10 and two coming. Nobody did. Like we all talked about Washington and we're like, Hey, eight wins, seven wins. The, those are improvements. When they got to eight, we're like, yo, they doubled their win total. How great is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. And they won two more games, including winning in Eugene, beating Oregon state at home, and then going into the Palouse. And anytime you can win on the Palouse, you're fantastic. So I, I mean, hats off to, to Caitlin DeBoer. And now you're kind of wondering out loud if they can finish this with a Rose Bowl win. And that's a big if, if you can get to the Rose Bowl and win that game, 
What does that change for expectation and or where you go next year in year two? That was the one thing about Chris Peterson that I think was always frustrating for I don't want to speak for all Washington fans, but he did incredible things to that program and, and you know, resurged them back into the forefront of people's minds. Obviously got to a college football playoff. I don't hold it against him for losing that. They had to play Alabama in that playoff game. It's been a while, though, since Washington has won a meaningful bowl game. Because he lost in the playoff, Peterson, that is. They went to the Peach Bowl the next year and lost. They went to the Fiesta Bowl the next year, lost. They yep. went to the Rose Bowl the next year, lost. Yep. They have not won a Rose Bowl since 2000. Tuyasa Sopo, it's Purdue, right? It's been 22 right? years yeah. since they won a Rose Bowl. Long time. Drew Brees, the fighting Drew Breeses. Exactly. So yeah. if they can get that done, I'm with you. I don't know if they can beat Ohio State. And who knows? Maybe Ohio State ends up in the playoff and you play Penn State or you know whatever Whoever it is. Whoever I, it ends I think up they've got a great shot to win a Rose Bowl this but year. But it would, it would be a great finish to their season, and I'm with you. Nobody saw 10-2 and two coming. And for them to take it to Washington State, not many teams get to beat two rivals on the same night. And they did it because not only did they beat Washington State, but their win also knocked Oregon out of the Pac-12 championship game. It was like a double salt in the <laughs> wound day for Oregon. They lost to Oregon State in Corvallis, and then Washington keeps them out of the Pac-12 title yeah, game. thanks for nothing, Cougs. Where the hell were you? Huh? A Husky fan? You know, we did a golf thing last year, and I golfed with a couple of Husky fans, and uh-huh. they really wanted to golf with you, but they <laughs> didn't want you to, like, punch them. I don't. I would never. Punch well, not that a Husky they. Fan. Well, I, I'm kind of putting words in. They didn't want to yep. just chastise you for 18 holes because it's a fun <laughs> rivalry and it should be. But man, they're gonna feel real good next year. Oh, they're gonna feel. Oh, yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna want to sign up for my foursome right away <laughs> next year. Bring their Husky golf bags and uh, crap. They're gonna feel great next year. Well, congrats to the Huskies on finishing an awesome season, ten and two. I didn't see that coming in a million years. What Penix did, and now we find out for a lot of these programs, like big questions in the off season. Where do you go at quarterback? What's the recruiting going to look like? A lot of big looming questions, and we'll get to some of those on the Oregon side as well because their offensive coordinator is gone, and they got to replace them. We got some candidates. Get to that in a bit. Let's get to the other notes of college football, and that is Michigan did it again. Damn, how about that beatdown in Columbus? And Clemson lost a couple of notes out of the college football playoff. Uh, world that is next on the fam celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in, 822. Yeah, I got, I've gotten a lot of stuff wrong this year. A lot. A lot of football things wrong. You know what? Preeminent poll had Michigan ranked ahead of Ohio State all season. The, the poll that makes sense. The poll, the dirty poll had Michigan ahead of Ohio State all year. Because I, did, I trusted their physicality, I trusted their defense, and I trusted their offensive line more so than I trusted the flash of Ohio State. And we brought this up on Friday because that's such a big game. Everybody was excited for it. Michigan-Ohio State, first half lives up to the hype, second half gets out of hand. But I, I brought it up on Friday. Like It felt like we were doing the same exact thing we did last year. Nobody gave Michigan a chance to win. It's Ohio State. Come on. Michigan's lost all these games in a row. And But what what did it for me last year was seeing them get punched in the mouth by Oregon and knowing the team that Oregon ended up being, Oregon dominated the line of scrimmage. And it's like, you can win games of flash against Maryland and Indiana and Rutgers. Congratulations. When you get a team that has an elite offensive line and that can play a little bit of defense and get after you and be, be nasty on that side of the ball, you're going to struggle. And it happened again this year where the first half, you find out Michigan doesn't have their running backs, which is their entire offense. So, oh, my God, how are they going to score? J.J. McCarthy throws for 260-whatever and three touchdowns. He was the better quarterback on the game. He was the better quarterback in the game. And all of a sudden in the second half, Michigan lands a haymaker punch on Ohio State, and they folded like a cheap tent. And they, I mean, they just got ran on big touchdown after big touchdown, turning the football over. They got dominated in their own building by Michigan. And I love this because Harbaugh loves this rivalry more than anybody. I mean, he played in it. He understands it. He, you know, he, he, he goes back a ways. I forgot what he had said last year when they beat Ohio State for the first time. Did you forget that? I, do, I have no clue what he said. They referenced it on the pregame. He said in the postgame, some, uh, some people love to act like they weren't born on third base. <laughs> and he sa- I can't forget. He said something else this oh, year, and it basically good. was another shot at Ryan Day, and Ryan Day won't take the bait. I mean, he took over a program that was humming, and Jim Harbaugh had to rebuild Michigan. I, I, I look, I, I had a two and one spring line week, and I'm happy with it. I should have. I loved Michigan. I loved Michigan all week last week. Plus seven, plus seven and a half. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? I'm sorry. That that line should never be that big. Not in this era. And it seems ridiculous to say this, but now they are they are calling for Ryan Day to be fired. And we talked about this last week, man. S- programs with expectations. You think Oregon's expectations are large? Boy, Ohio State loses two games in a year, and their season is cooked. And they lost one game this year. They might and they still end up fired. going to the playoff. And I, I, I think they're going to get waxed in that playoff. But And what, guess what's going to happen if they do? <laughs> Ryan Day. Hey, man, it, it's, it's big expectations. And give Harbaugh a lot of credit. He hates that team. He leans into the rivalry. 
And they went in there and they punched them right in the freaking face. And I love it because I always like Michigan in that rivalry game. Well, the, the big thing for them, too, is I, the, the matchup for them in the playoff. They, they play, a no, I don't even know who they get. Who do they get? Purdue in the Big Ten title game? It's Purdue, yeah. So they're, I mean, they're going to roll Purdue in that game. They should. Um, they should. Yeah. They should. They, they rolled. I can't remember who they played last year, but it was another one of those like, this is our game, really? And Michigan killed them. Um, they're going to get a better matchup in the first round of the playoffs. Like, I would take Michigan over TCU so or USC. I. And I think we're probably destined for a Michigan Georgia national championship. Maybe that game will be better than we think. Maybe I, it will. Georgia's quite not quite the juggernaut they were last year. Like sure. they're still the best team in college football, and I'm not picking anybody to beat them. But they're not quite as unbeat. There's not that air of invincibility that existed around them. I think last season. Um, so that's a big moment for Harbaugh. Immediately after the game, there, there began the chatter online of he's he's gone. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he's how gonna, he, he wants to it. go back to the NFL. Yeah. He's beaten. He's reestablished Michigan. He's go to going, the Colts. To, going to another college football playoff. No. He's beaten Ohio State back to back years. Like, okay, my work here is done. I rebuilt it, and now I'm gone. You go to the Colts, and you hope that you're somewhere. Well, the Colts keep winning. Actually, are playing close games. So Jeff sa- Saturday's getting that job, baby. He's kind of ruining. I, I think it's the Colts. I think the Colts are going to get him. Ursay's going to give him the bag. It's the redemption come home story for him in the NFL. It's the Michigan version of that. And I think he's going to hope to draft Caleb Williams because Caleb Williams is what Russell Wilson used to be before his brain broke. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, we're not going to get any NFL today. No, we'll get to that tomorrow. Boy, oh boy. Defensive lineman wanting to pummel Russell Wilson into the ground. No, there's no beef here. No, no problems. Hey, let's ride. But I, yeah, I, I think he's gone. It does have that vibe to it. But it was a statement for them, man, to win it like that back-to-back years. And I look... We we deal with it with, with Oregon fan like we we joked when Jordan filled in and we were doing the the reaction to the Washington loss failure of a season we had a coworker that just came in a couple of breaks ago failure of a season yeah. abject failure disappointment utter embarrassment I think utter embarrassment oh, were wow, the words that were like used <laughs> and two it weeks wasn't, later it wasn't Jordan it was it was a different fan wait but, two duck fans that only watched duck football since two thousand nine <laughs> what are the what are the odds mm, yeah yeah thanks guys yeah because <laughs> I didn't odds? have shots season fired tickets. shots fi- not stray was not necessary Sprague but. <laughs> I mean, the, the reaction at Ohio State is the same thing, and they might still end up in the playoff. We'll see what happens here over the, the conference championship weekend. But I get it with their criticism of Ryan Day. Mm-hmm. I 100% get it. Did, did you guys watch that game? His decisions to punt in the second half? What are we doing? He lost his sideline. Like, this is the funny thing that all these fuddy-duddies that yell about decisions to go for it on fourth down or to do these two-point conversions. You know who loves it? The players. Go watch. Actually, I'll retweet this with our show page. At the end of the Jacksonville game yesterday, they came all the way back. They beat the Ravens. Go for two. They went for two. They got the win. Trevor Lawrence, what a moment for him. A young quarterback statement win for him. There was an interview after the game from one of the Jaguars in the locker room, and he almost started crying. He was like, dude, I'd run through a brick wall for Doug Peterson. I'd go to war for that guy. For him to have the faith in us, to go for it in that moment, to believe in us to get the job done when our season's on the line, that means the world to me as a player. And so for all the criticism of Lanning going for it and being over, how could you do that? Now you got to punt the football, even though they can't punt the football or catch a punt. For him to punt in two situations in the second half of that game is coaching malpractice. And his team on the field, C.J. Stroud, his Heisman contending quarterback, looked over at him on the sideline with the arms up like, are you kidding me? Yep. On fourth and one, you're taking an offense that has been unstoppable all year off the field to trust our defense? Why? What has our defense done to what, what, get that, any trust? Was That that was the 11-minute mark punt, right? I believe he had two of score. them in the second half. Yeah. One of them was when they were down one score. Another one, when, I think they were down by 10. I, he punted again. It's, it's tough, man, because the record would suggest it's not worth the hassle he's getting. But I'm sorry. When you inherit an Urban Meyer Ohio State program, you are built to win now. And I'm not saying he doesn't know football. He feels... 
I hate to throw this guy under the bus multiple times. He feels a little more real as a coach than than Helfrich. But this is the the breaks of coaching those programs. You got to have stones and you got to be confident in who you are. And I just, again, the record wouldn't suggest what I'm saying is fact. But, man, like, it's fair to say now. You can't beat Michigan. You're at home with that game. You had a loaded class. You have an NFL quarterback. And you don't trust your team to pick up a fourth down? The two situations, the first one, they were down 24-20. to 20. Still the th- late in the third quarter, they had a fourth and five mm-hmm. at the Michigan 43-yard line. And they decided to punt. It went into the end zone for a touchback. So that, that's an embarrassment. Anytime you're past the 50, I don't. there's not even a conversation to be had. So they gained, what, eight, what comes out of the 25, they gained 18 yards on the punt. Michigan then goes 15 plays, 81 yards, scores a touchdown. They take, an, they take a four-point lead to an 11-point lead. Ohio State gets the ball back. They have a fourth and three. Now, this one was on their own 32-yard line, but it's a fourth and three. You're down by 11 with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It, it, at least with landing, you can – I can – Go against. I can. I can give Lanning credit for at least punting his punt attempt when they're at their own thirteen. Like, you can go for it, but yet you're on yeah, thirteen. You're not, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're on thirteen. Yeah. There's only so much gambling and big balls you want to have in a game like that. You got to punt, and it's not his fault the punter doesn't know how to catch a snap. So it's like there are instances, but when you're past the fifty at the forty-three yard line on a, on. on a fourth and less than five for three yards with that offense, like what are we doing here? That's not even a debate. Do you not believe in C.J. Stroud? I guess he doesn't. Well, Ohio State has a more special elite uh, or special teams uh, as far as uh, elite uh, guys go, right? Because Oregon, they, they, I would think that Dan Lanning not going for it, uh, or excuse mm. me, going for it on fourth down and not punting is because their punter sucks. Has a lot to do with the punting game, right? Yeah, you, can't, you have a punter that can't catch a snap. That's gonna that's gonna limit your desire to want a yes. punt again later in the game. So I don't know. I, I I get the questions. I Herb Street ran it about this last week. Like the guys won ninety six percent of his games. And all, you know, I, hey, I get it. He's won a lot of games. He also took over a Maserati. This guy wasn't handed a Honda Civic as a sixteen year old. Okay, he's been driving a Maserati. And you're judged by one thing at Ohio State, whether you like it or not. Can you win a national championship? Yeah. And are you going to win a national championship? Kirby Smart had the same thing at Georgia. He got there. They got knocked out. It was close, knocking on the door. He finally did it last year. Now the monkey's off his back. And it's not off Ryan's day, Ryan Day's back. And if there's a program that you would pick to win more of those rivalry games over the next couple of years, as long as Jim Harbaugh's there, I'm taking Michigan, man. They're the tougher, more physical team. And they have manhandled Ohio State back-to-back years. That was a dominating win to go on the road and win by uh, 20-something points. Michigan is heading back to the college football playoff. A couple of notes around the world of college football. Uh, I want to dive into the Kenny Dillingham just bouncing right out for the game. Some offensive coordinator options for Oregon and where they can go for year two under Dan Lanning. More so to get to first. Here's Jordan with sports. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. My favorite thing about the morning show is that we have a lot of podcast listeners, and we love every one of you. Our podcast numbers are really good, and we appreciate that. Yes, we do. I love when texts will come in. Like, we just had a text come in saying, hey, guys, can't hear the producer on the podcast. Ouch. You mean the one that was at, like, 6 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. So welcome welcome to the show to that listener, and I look forward to you listening to this in about two hours from now. So welcome to the Monday show. We had an OSU fan also tweet me. Okay. I can't remember what tweet he responded, but he responded and said... Uh, so good. I might actually go listen to the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> are you a live listener? Or like, are, is that a thanks with a question mark? Like you you don't, just don't listen to the show? You, you like follow sh- me on Twitter? Yeah, it's it's it kind of seemed like one of those. Okay. Like, you follow me because I'm a beaver, but I don't tweet a whole ton about the beavers the way I once did. And like, oh, I don't like his radio show, but maybe I'll listen to it now. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I might Kenny Dillingham cry to that tweet. I might, too. Hey, speaking of that, let's get to that. Kenny Dillingham cried this weekend, not over the loss to Oregon State, but because he was introduced. Uh, I'll just I'll let you fire this off, Jordan. So he was introduced down in Tempe. Not great vibes for Oregon fans. Like, whatever, I'm happy he's an OC. It's great that you had success for a year. and that, mean, that means you did a good job coaching, right, if you can get a head coaching job after one season. It was just the optics of it. It felt like a bad deja vu movie all over again. Of your team kind of quits at the end of a game, and the coach is just bouncing like 45 minutes after the game. Oh, hey, by the way, he's not here anymore. Uh, here's Kenny Dillingham crying in Tempe. I'm home, but first thing I want to say is I want to thank Dr. Crow, Ray Anderson, Gene Boyd, Marcus Williams. I mean, this is literally home. Home. So I say that because this place is special. The state is special. The people in this room are special. I got guys in my wedding right there. (laughs) Pretty emotional, right? It's just who I am. But one thing you're going to get from me, okay? I am who I am. I am who I am. I'm going to be the same person every single day I show up to work. I'm going to be fired up to be here fired up to be a sun devil and this place what this place needs to be successful it's already been successful we've seen it the leadership from top to bottom is in line that's why i'm here right now the leadership from top to bottom is in line we need this entire valley to come together that won't happen so he was emotional look happy for him man going home that's a cool story young coach it was a lot of fun to watch his offense for 95 percent of the season this year 
had some big issues with play calls in the last couple of games of the season, uh, including on Saturday. I, I thought there were some pretty horrible play calls on his part. But happy for him going home. I, I just, I, I will say this. Yeah. Good luck. ASU has been irrelevant outside of like two years under Todd Graham and a year under Dennis Erickson. They are a six and seven win program. The Valley's not going to buy in. They don't. They're not really passionate about Arizona State football down there. That is a Cardinals and Suns and Diamondbacks town. So good luck competing for eyeballs. You might have NCAA sanctions coming. I, good. Good luck. It, it's going to be an uphill climb. Did you catch in the middle of the crying? I think it was Ray Anderson in the background. He goes, "Woosa." He dropped a woosa. He dropped a woosa. Like, hey, calm down, bro. Like, hey, take a deep breath there, buddy. No, you're emotional. we got a press conference here. I, I don't know what he's going to be as a coach. He's 32 years old, for God's sakes. I think it's all about the staff there. Um, we'll see who he goes with the quarterback. I, I, here's my only slight pushback, and it, it's, it's slight. I don't blame anybody for being upset with certain play calls. The Troy Franklin fourth down run, like, what are you doing? That was a horrible play Oregon call. State <laughs> snuffed that out all day. They knew that was coming. Hey, man in motion right at the snap. I wonder what's going to happen they here. They ran the same thing on second down, and it got stuffed. I, I, only thing I'll defend him on, because he did have a great year. You gave him his flowers there. The only thing I'll defend the last couple weeks is uh, it's. I, I would, I'd be curious to ask him, and he's not going to talk about this, well, he's how, gone. Yeah. How different was it for him to call plays in certain moments, given Bo's limit? Oh, it was. It had a big impact. Limit for sure. with his ankle, and, and that was my takeaway for his offense in general. Whoever he's going to go after at ASU, yeah, I'm sure he's going to try and take Dante Moore with him, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. I, I imagine he's going to be recruiting against uh, Oregon now. Dante yeah. Moore did send out a tweet, basically saying "Go be great," and that led hope Duck fans to be very hopeful of like he's saying "Go be great at ASU." I'm not coming with you. Sure, we'll see how that all turns out. Yes, um, but. I, I, that was my takeaway for his. He needs a mobile quarterback. If you take a mobile quarterback out of his offense, I mean, you just can't deny it. The end of the Washington game, the Utah game, they could hardly do anything. Mm-hmm. And the OSU game, like somebody texted in earlier because I mentioned, you know, or, you know, Bo Nix being a little banged up in that game, saying, well, how did Oregon score 31 points with a banged up quarterback then and then it stopped working? They built a 21-point lead because Oregon State handed it to them. Like it, the, the games were re- just reversed. Like Oregon State collapsed in the middle of that game. End of the first half, start of the second half. They threw a pick that set up Oregon's uh, second touchdown, I believe. Threw a pick on their opening drive of the third quarter. Oregon had it on, what, the two-yard line after that pick, three-yard line. Then you fumbled on, what, the 25-ish yard line, 30-ish yard line, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Handed them a short field. Like The roles were just reversed. They collapsed. They handed Oregon all those points. You didn't have to go length of the field outside of the end of the first half. And then Oregon did it later. So that's why they scored yeah. as many as they did against a good Oregon State defense. Well, that's- that's why I, I think Duck fan that responded to me at all on social media is like, get out of here with this whole Oregon handed you the ball. Like it, it went both ways in that game. Yeah, it, without Oregon State's turnovers, you're not scoring 34 points in that game. Where you got, I don't know about you, like Whittington was a problem. He's Bucky Irving's kind of more the story, but Whittington is kind of my favorite back. He's just a little ball of muscle running through an offensive line. He kind of reminds me of Quiz in some ways. Did you think you ran the ball enough? I I don't know. No. You threw it 41 times. Whittington and Irving combined for nine or how about, uh, uh, 29 carries. Yeah, and they were I mean they ran they the ball effective. effective. 5.1 yard average, yeah. 4 point yard average as my middle school coach said, "Spray, we don't we don't pass because what's 4 <laughs> times 3?" It's a first down, you idiot. Get out there and run the football. Where Oregon State won, though, was not giving up a chunk play in the run game. Their longest runs were like 10 yards. They were uh but it still felt like every time you guys went back to pass I already dropped the you guys. Every time I feel like Oregon dropped back to pass, there was a part of me that was kind of like, okay, like you can live with it. And some plays were successful. Nick's had 327 yards. Like, 
but I, I just I thought Irving and Whittington could have had a little more had they been more patient and run the football more than they did. And as I mentioned earlier, I thought the last couple of weeks, Nick's and his ankle injury clearly showed itself in the mobility factor. Mm-hmm. I thought it reared its ugly head on some throws, too. He's just limited in the way he could throw the football. A lot of lower throws. You saw it in the fourth and five in the end zone. Yeah, The Thornton catch, no catch, I don't know, but they called it a catch. Like, that was a low throw. He had some Franklin throws that were low. I just thought the ankle played a factor in his ability to throw the football effectively. And so on that Oregon-Oregon State game, as a Beaver side, I kind of was like, every time they throw it more so than ran it, I, I thought that kind of more played into Oregon State's favor because you're throwing it 41 versus you're only running two guys 29 times. It's a good secondary, too, that you're going yeah. against. So it, it was it was a tough battle. Uh, I'll give you the names to keep an eye out to replace Kenny Dillingham and then try and run through all the leftovers that we're going to have on tomorrow's show because we didn't talk anything about the coaching carousel. David Shaw resigned this weekend. Like, what the hell? That happened as I'm laying in bed. Uh, or maybe even I found that out Sunday morning. That was super late. I found it out Sunday morning. I yeah. was what? That was at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Hey, David Shaw's not the coach anymore. Okay. Uh, and then we got some poll questions to answer. We'll try and get that all into the final segment next on The Fan. Guys, my wedding. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, well, let's roll through the candidates real quick. We'll dive into this more throughout the week. I just saw just a random article out there. Uh, here are some of the names for Oregon's next offensive coordinator. Junior Adams, he is already on staff. He's their wide receiver coach. Uh, he would know the offense in which they ran. Yeah, he's a uh, good, really okay. good recruiter. All right. I don't know about much in the X's and O's department, but uh, good recruiter. Uh, Joe Brady. Yeah, the guy who was the wonder whiz at LSU, goes to Carolina with Matt Rule gets thrown under the bus and he's I think he's like Kenny Dillingham's age he's like 33 32 he's a young dude he's currently in Buffalo he's their quarterback yeah. coach for the Bills he's probably awaiting his next big gig I'd be curious to see with him because Ken Dorsey's been the same is he want to be an NFL guy now some sometimes they go to yeah. the NFL and they go I don't have to recruit I can just worry about being a great offensive whiz I have an off season 
Oregon's got to come with a paycheck to get him, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Marion, his name was involved last year. So for those who don't know him, he was last year coming out, he was the wide receiver coach for Pitt. Mm-hmm. They had Addison, the Blitnikoff winner. He went to Texas. So he's the wide receiver coach at Texas. But he is considered a young, hotshot, up-and-coming guy okay. in the coaching world. Uh, what else we got? Drew Maringer, he is the Oregon tight end coach. So you can you can you got some internal uh, promotion candidates out there. Uh, one of the one that I've seen listed, uh, I did see Scott Frost mentioned, which made me chuckle. That's not happening. Not happening. No. And uh, Brian Hartline is another one. He is the passing game coordinator for Ohio State, former Ohio State wide yeah. receiver. And so is he looking for? He's at his alma mater, so maybe he's waiting it out for his chance. But is he looking for a bigger role? Those are some of the names that I've seen thrown out. You know, don't don't overlook uh, the ability to of of landing in Oregon. Um, I saw Mullen's name was thrown into the West Virginia AD spot. I don't understand that at all. I think somebody already tweeted that there's not going to be a current sitting Power 5 AD. Mm-hmm. Don't overlook the ability by landing to go to Mullen's and say, yo, you give me enough money, I'm going to go steal one of these dudes from a preeminent program. Not not a passing game coordinator, not a wide receivers coach. Like, you guys have the money to go steal a real OC at a legitimate school. And I, I just think where Oregon's at right now, Losing those two rivalry games, I, I think it it just usually reaffirms, I'd imagine, donors and boosters and what they want to do. Like, yo, use it as motivation. We cannot You're be upset. doing this. Spend more money. Yeah, go have Venables type staff staff contracts where you got a guy making two three million based on what he is and how good he yeah. is. I, I think you got to go that. Maybe Junior Adams will get this and he'll be great. I don't know, but given where Oregon is, I just think you got to be looking at that. Go steal somebody's OC where everybody's whoa. Like, Matt Rule got the Nebraska gig. He stole South Carolina's OC today. Just like, hey, come to Nebraska. We're doing this. They got money to spend. They're willing to spend. Oregon's got money to spend, and you can go do it, too. Yeah, that was, I read, or not read, but I heard the, the, the boosters or Phil Knight's upset. It's like, dude, do you realize you can pay for an entire recruiting class now? Like, that's what happened. They spent $30 million at Texas A&M for the number one class in the country. Yes. Mateo Uyunglele is going to go to the highest bidder. David Hicks, the number one defensive lineman in the country, probably going to go to the highest bidder. Caden Proctor, the guy, the five-star offensive tackle you're trying to flip. You can go buy these kids now. It's legal. You can do that. It's NFL free agency. It It is. is. Uh, is. Quick poll questions. Oregon finished 9-3. What grade do you give Dan Lanning? 67% said B. That's fair to me. I think B and C were the acceptable answers. A, I don't know what you're talking about. B or F, I don't know what you're talking about. B or C, to me, are the answers there. Uh, are you rooting? I want to get to this this week. Are you rooting for USC to win on Friday? 61% of people right now say, screw them, go Utah. And uh, who would get your vote for Pac-12 Coach of the Year? Jonathan Smith, 64%. That's the right answer. He should be the Coach of the Year. Hell of a job by him. Hell of a game by the Beavers. I. What a glorious day. We didn't even get to the song choice. We didn't get to the song. Uh, yeah, you got to pick the song. Yep. We didn't get to the other college football playoff notes. We didn't have anything on the NFL. David Shaw resigned. We have Coach Luke Fickle left Cincinnati. We're trying to talk about any of that. It's going to be a loaded Tuesday. Uh, congrats again to the Beavs on their big win on Saturday. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks for being a part of our Monday. Colin is next. Listen to 1080 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.